cocktail hour cinema talking drinks and cinema we watch and eat some dinner but we don't show you the dinner it's cocktail hour cinema save it for the pod save it for the uh, fucking pad for the pod pad <laughs> 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 Okay, bounce on that tickles, Emily. <laughs> Save it for the <laughs> Cheers, everyone, and welcome to Cocktail Hour Cinema. My name is Brent. I am Nico. And I'm Emily. And we're a weekly video podcast that talks about movies, TV shows, musicals, whatever the fuck we feel like. And every week, our lovely Emily makes a drink that pairs perfectly with whatever we're talking about, which today is... Halloween Kills. Woo! That's psycho. So how do you make this little concoction? Um, so this is in this moment. Silence! Starbuck, what are you doing? She's like climbing up the wall right now. Anyway, uh, this is the Slash Gria. Um, so this is a, win- uh, not winter, it's an autumnal um, white sangria. Uh, I highly recommend making this kind of ahead of time. It's Sangria is better if it sits for a little while. That's not going to work. You can't, you can't use a, a cinnamon Ooh. stick as a straw. <laughs> uh, so to make this, it's really easy, but like it gets better the longer you let it sit. You can let it sit for up to 24 hours. That way the fruit incorporates um, with everything. Uh, you're going to start with a bottle of dry white wine. I used Sauvignon Blanc. You can use like Pinot Grigio. If you like Chardonnay, you can use a Chardonnay. Just don't use a sweet wine because it'll be way too sweet. Um, you're going to chop up some apples and pears. Um, you can also add like some oranges or some uh, pomegranate seeds, whatever you have, whatever you like. You can customize this pretty easily. You're going to add two cinnamon sticks, then uh, two cups of apple cider, a half cup of brandy, a quarter cup of orange juice, and then just two tablespoons of lemon juice. Like I said, mix it up into a big bowl. Mm. Um, I initially had plans to add dry ice to this so that it was going to be like a bubbling cauldron, Um, but it turns out, producer Ryan and I learned today, there is a nationwide shortage of dry ice right now. (laughs) We called like 12 different places to try to find some dry ice and not a a cube to be found, so. No, I always thought that dogs laid eggs, and I learned something today. (laughs) It's because they're using dry ice to, um, to transport the vaccines. So oh, it's a shortage for a good reason, but yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more important to do that than put into my little cauldron. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is pretty good. Pretty good drink. Cheers, guys. Welcome to Cocktail Hour Cinema. We are talking about Nomadland right now. And I'm Nico. <laughs> <laughs> so we've never done this intro for all the other videos. We should probably do right. it from now on. We should just do a- it Any new on. video, we just do like the regular yeah. intro. Okay. And say action. Action. Cheers, everyone. Welcome to Cocktail Hour Cinema. I'm Brent. I'm Nico. And I'm Emily. And right now we're going to talk about the movie Nomadland. It's part of our... Oscar-worthy series. 
Yeah. Emily, what do we have to drink? <laughs> so if you click right here, uh, we will have the maybe um, <laughs> the uh, recipe for uh, the desert fern. I actually I didn't say the name of the cocktail in the last episode. It's <laughs> so you got to watch all of our videos to get the full concept. <laughs> it's like one division. You got to you got you to watch all of it. Desert fern. As Brent said, um, we're kind of going through. It's uh, it is award season. Um, award season looks a little bit different this year because of the pandemic. Uh, normally, the Oscars would have already happened. We would have already <laughs> been shit faced at the New Parkway Theater, screaming right. at the giant screen with our pitchers of beer. Yes. Um, uh. Sadly, don't worry. We're, we're going to recreate the situation. It's our Super right Bowl. Here. Yeah. The Oscars are our Super Bowl. Yeah. We go so hard for the Oscars. I told both of them. I'll just re relay this quickly. So our local theater near us, um, New Parkway the, the theater. New Parkway Theater, they normally do a, a lovely Oscar party um, where it's like 30 bucks. You get unlimited food. They have two big screens and like a bunch of couches and everything. We have like our spot. We get in mm -hmm. line like four the hours orange, early. The orange, always spot. In front of the line. The orange yeah. couch. Uh, there's a great beer bar right across the street, so we get like our brown bag cans of beer and just sip we them for line. hours. We have we have full chairs. We sit in chairs. Yeah. So and I people are like, "What are you guys doing?" Like, we're waiting for the Oscars. Yeah, They're like, the Oscars. It's nine a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I always get stressed out because I'm like, the the red carpet has started right. already. Oh my god. And then we see the same people every year in line. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I remember you from last year. That's the kind of shit too that makes me happy to live in the Bay Area. And maybe that I, I mean I'm sure other places have fun shit like that too. But that's the kind of quirky, stupid shit that it's happens so in Oakland right. that makes you want to move to Oakland. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. And so I told them, I was like, don't worry, this year we'll have the same experience, but here at my house. I was like, I will make you guys wait in the hallway for three hours. <laughs> and I won't, I will I'll, I'll unlock the door and then be like, oh, wait, hold on. The ticket scanning thing is having trouble. Please right. wait. Just, just hold oh on. Be God. patient. Please be patient. Okay, okay, come on in. And it's like halfway through the red carpet. But I ordered my like, tickets ah! online. Do I get my lanyard now? Wait, you take the later? seats, right? I'll get the, I'll get the beer. You run, take the yeah, yeah, yeah. seats. I already have Orange couch. Orange couch. <laughs> I mean, our couch is red, so it's close. Right. It's close enough. Red couch. Yeah. Okay. I have I have pitchers. We'll fill the pitchers with beer. Great. It'll be it'll be exactly like old times. Mm. But <laughs> so But until then, we're just watching all of these movies by ourselves. Doing and our research. About we're doing research because yeah. Nico like and I this. usually do our research, and now you're joining in on the homework club. Yeah. It's real fun. It is fun. It is fun. So this is like a book club. We have a little book club here. Exactly. And it's Oscar films. Yeah, and we love it. So this week we are talking about Nomadland, Nomadland. Um, which is directed by Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao, starring Frances McDormand. Oh, nice. um, <laughs> it is essentially about uh, a woman. It takes place like shortly after 2011. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a woman, uh, Fern, hence the name of the cocktail, um, who loses her job. Francis McFern. All right, you're done. <laughs> loses her job. Her husband passes away and she buys a van and basically becomes a nomad and starts. Becomes a burner. Of, yeah. Wow. Becomes, lives that hashtag van life. Yeah. Um, and one of our burner friends is living that exact that, that life, life right, right now. now. Well, we yeah. had a, another burner friend who lived that life for a little while and then stopped living that life. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Who's so, that? Jack. Oh, <laughs> like I know this. Created the entire van. Right. Yeah. That's right. Remember he's building out our other van friends. You're right. Van. Jack, if you're <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> or cancels your subscription. I really, I, I mean, the, my main talking point, which is 
going to be really interesting to some of you people and probably not at all to most of you is there are so many Burning Man vibes to this video. Mm. Like as a burner watching this video, it's it's impossible not to impossible. relate almost every part of this movie back to like something that you've learned from Burning Man, something that you've experienced, something about a person that you've met or I mean almost all of this movie just relates to I mean yeah. death and like your relationship with death. Correct. And I think and that's the Burning Man. Burning Man. It's the theme the of temple Burning Man. at Burning Man was where I really started to reconcile my relationship with death and my relationship with my current life that I'm living. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's definitely, uh, if you know Burning Man, there's the principles, um, radical inclusion, radical self-reliance, mm-hmm. um, both of those, which sometimes they can be counteracting. I, I found through this movie, like there's there's a really lovely dichotomy between self-reliance. Like you got to mm. be on your shit. If like if you're living in a van, especially so uh, the beginning literally of the movie, on your shit. The beginning of the movie takes place in uh, Empire, Nevada, which if you're a burner is a you lovely like it. you drive through it. It's normally like lit up with neon and they're selling a bunch of stuff. You're usually stuck in traffic by that time. Um, at I wouldn't one call point, it lovely, but it's definitely a town. It's lovely Nevada. because you're like, we're almost there. Mm, um mm. It's uh, when Fern, the main character, meets up with a friend in the grocery store. Did you notice yeah. her daughter's shirt Gerlock, said Gerlock? K-9. Like, Gerlock. K-12. I didn't see that. I didn't notice yeah, that. I actually yeah. took a picture of it. I was oh like, Gerlock. I'm like, this is... I probably would have texted you guys immediately if I saw that. Yeah, it was nah, yeah. like sweet little... And also, like, someone at the, at the beginning was like, oh, like, you should come to this uh, event. It's on BLM land. And yeah. I was like, BLM! Like, also, yeah. Gerlock is, is the town that you pass through that's right on the precipice it's right of before the, playa. the playa, which where Burning Man takes place. So mm-hmm. Gerlock is, like, the epicenter of... It's, like, the downtown of, of Burning Man. It's basically. literally, yeah. like, the middle of fucking nowhere. If you're not driving you to, to Burning Man, you have... Right. N- there's no reason. There's no reason to go to Gerlock. You have to go all the way out of your way. But it, it is the main town for the playa like this this big uh, uh it's, it's a it's state it's a state the playa is huge oh no oh, i thought you were talking about gerlock oh no <laughs> gerlock is little. small but like the playa is massive and it's you know it's a it's a state park right is it a national it's, park uh it's federal land it's black yeah. rock black rock Which desert bureau of land we, management yeah when right? we say blm yeah. in this context is not black lives matter it is bureau of, bureau land, of management. land management which, very different connotations which you know people go we didn't even know this until i mean again any excuse to talk about burning man on the show we're gonna take it <laughs> yeah. uh we didn't even know until last year when burning man didn't happen nico and i went out just the two of us and we did went camping on blm land basically at burning man with there's probably like 200 people if that there um, when usually there's like 80,000, so like 50 people. Yeah. So we, we got to this, we got to have this like pretty crazy experience, but it was so one, it was so, um, reminiscent of actual burning man. And two, it was reminiscent of this movie. Yeah. Like there oh were so many God. elements of it that reminded me of this movie, yeah. especially last year when we, I connected s- with this movie a lot because of our last experience that we had, mm-hmm. like it definitely fit like it felt like I was watching my own story through Francis McDermott's character. So you say her last name, right? McDermott. D- McDermott. Yeah. Yeah. You can just Fern. Fern is her character. The N is silent. Yeah. Fern. Yeah. Francis <laughs> McFernment. Um, but yeah. So in the story, like she starts out in empire. That's where she and her husband yeah. live. They worked at a big factory and then the factory closes. And essentially like they lived on tract houses, which is like you work for the factory, you live next door to the factory. And after the factory closes, it was just like, 
all right, get out. That town right. was created for the factory. That yeah. was a that was a town yeah. for the factory. So yeah. when the factory was done, town kind of disappeared. And so was that factory like real in real life, yes. or is that oh, a yeah, fictional yeah. factory? Yeah. Yes, no, that no, was, it was a real. real. Factory. Um, I was, she, it was, I was like a sheetrock. Fern's story is like probably something that happened to a bunch of fucking people where they literally so, left and went to Amazon. So this movie is based on a nonfiction book called Nomadland surviving America in the 21st century or something like that. Oh shit. Um, link in the description below. Yeah. Link here. Um, so Chloe Zhao wanted to adapt this book as like, it's, it's like a very barely fictionalized version of the story, but not that fictionalized. So most of the actors that you see in this movie are actual nomads and are characters characters in this nonfiction book right. are just playing slightly fictionalized versions of themselves. It I, felt I that way that yeah. when you were watching it. It yeah. felt Swanky, very much that you weren't uh, watching someone who Rob, was an actress. Rob, I think his name is. Well, the guy who leads the seminar down in Arizona. Th those are all real nomads. Yeah, They're, yeah. Uh, Francis McDermott is pretty much the only actor in this movie. Okay. It felt that way while you were watching. I love too. that you guys both thought that. I mean, it was it's, it's obvious that that was a thing, but like one of my notes was, the people fit right in no imagination required yeah like it wasn't like they hired you know james franco to play this person or this other actress to play that and they're like pretending to be this role these characters were those roles it was almost like you're watching a cinematic documentary yeah. with francis mcdermott that as was the main on character. yeah it made it easier for her to act with them too totally she got to basically immerse herself in that world and just become yeah. a part of that world rather than be with a bunch of actors and revert back to your trailer and talk, you know, Oh, what, what did you do with your rich husband yesterday? But like now that she's just actually immersed as, in that life as a director myself that I, I, I like, you know, I film people or and I interact with people getting those kinds of performances out of non-actors is really difficult. Mm -hmm. And I was really impressed. The fact that they weren't actors at all, that they were getting those real genuine performances those genuine reactions and all that stuff out of these no-named people so and from I, what I, I read, was really impressed yeah from what i read uh chloe zhao and her previous two movies also involved a lot of like non-actors mm. um with this one she left a lot of like the script and the direction very open-ended that way her like non-actor performers felt um, they, they wouldn't feel as self-conscious if they couldn't act the a line. line like make yeah. the like, line this it was is like, the line it was like just right. it was like just just talk this way so this is a kirby enthusiasm movie there was a really great quote that i saw <laughs> so that's what that's what kirby was exactly is, or it's like you give kind of a vague direction exactly it has to end here but this it. is what it's always sunny as well right yeah, yeah. yeah. all the time um the uh the woman who played swanky who was actually swanky yeah uh there was a quote in an article I read where she was like, it took a lot of effort to pretend that I needed Fern's help. She's like, that 1% <laughs> was acting. And I was like, I'm dying. That's <laughs> hilarious. Because she's like, yeah, this is my life. I, I live in my van. I, wow. I do my own thing. Like, it's like, you have to pretend that you need Fern's help <sighs> doing this project. She's like, all right, well, I got to dig deep because I don't need that bitch's help. That but she <laughs> she also was teaching her how to do shit. I mean, Fern Absolutely. was, yeah. you know, she's like, oh, I didn't realize fixing my van was going to be this much work. And she's like, are you giving up on me? And she's like, no, I'm not giving up. I'm yeah. Saying. You know what I mean? She's, she's yeah. guiding her through it in a lot right. of ways, which was really great. And yeah. yeah. That character, I felt like I love that character, Swanky. Swanky, she she. I want to be Swanky when I grow she up. Yeah. I love her. She drove home 
the idea of that movie. Oh, hundred like, percent. She was her, the theme. She was she was the theme of the she movie. She was the theme. Yeah, and, and I love I love that. Just thinking about I know it, it was yeah. that. I mean, so that much. was like it was one of those movies where obviously we're all movie buffs. We watch a lot of movies. We get it. We like we like indie films. Yeah. that are like Oscar nominated. Yeah, two mm-hmm. of us for sure. So <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. First of all, fuck you. Second of all, the random people like if you're not a movie buff, if you're not someone who thinks about cinema and you were just watching this movie, you might have found it boring. You might have been one of those people that were like, it's very slow. I was worried that you two were going to find it boring. There's not a clear, there's not a clear plot line to like, oh, this is, this is what we're building up to. This is like the big uh, climactic part for the character to like have to choose a direction. It was, it was just a really beautiful example of how to look at life and, and how to grip with, death and consumerism and capitalism and the way that you choose to live your life. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was clear from the start, but it was driven home slowly throughout the film in what I consider just every, every passing minute, it just, it drove it home a little bit better than the minute before. Like it was a really nice crescendo towards what they were trying to explain, which was basically Swanky's life. And her basically saying, well, Fern, but it was told through this other character for the most part. Like you, you see Fern going through the motions, but it's told through these, these through lines of these other characters. Like Dave and Swanky and yeah, yeah. exactly. And like the, were people that are forced to live this way. Like you were kind of forced to live this way. Like your husband died. You didn't know what to do. So you chose, you just, this you fell into this but for other people like swanky was like this is what i have chosen to do yeah for all the end of my days yeah and right. when she died she chose to live her ending days exactly the way that she found most fulfilling in life right and yeah. that shit like i yeah. mean you know i fucking cry in every movie oh yeah right, like right. The- honestly when she was driving away sorry emily when no, she was ahead. driving away you know after have, making this friendship with with uh with fern and you know she she said that oh yeah I'm, I'm, you know i'm gonna die in like nine months maybe and I'm, yeah I'm gonna, but i'm gonna I'm go going back, to, I'm go going back to alaska to where I go. whatever yeah. but i love that last goodbye because you see her driving off in a little cute van with a little trailer and they just linger on that shot they linger on and it. um and i loved that they lingered on it and they didn't mm-hmm. cut because it you had time to process and sink in that this feeling of you're seeing someone move away almost like a little sailboat they're going yeah. into the horizon and like you'll never see them again and it's, it's kind of a sad moment but it's something that is real that's in the real world you know they like did that a couple of times in that movie where yeah. they let they yeah. let shit like that linger it's like right. we don't say goodbye we say see you later but at some see point it's gonna road. be see you down the road it's see gonna be road, yeah. it's gonna be a goodbye and you never know and there's the, all those lingering moments like not that saying goodbye at Burning Man is any fucking comparison to this kind of heavy shit in this movie, but as burners, yeah. I'm sure I, I speak for both of you as well when I say you meet someone at Burning Man, yeah. you get to know them way better than you know a lot of people that you've known your entire yeah. fucking life maybe, but you meet a person within seven days, you feel like you really know the core of this person. And every once in a while, they end up being your neighbor the next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you end up being lifelong friends. Exactly, yeah. Uh, oh my but God, other I wouldn't times, know either right. of these fucks without Burning Man. But other yeah. times, you never fucking see them again. Yeah. 
And those moments, me and Emily met at Burning where you Man. say goodbye Kinda. and they're driving away in their fucking Winnebago or their truck or their little tiny car. They're driving away and you're like, "Oh my god, this is really fucking heavy. I might not ever see this person again." Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. And that they that feeling that we're talking about, that Burning Man esque feeling, except it's yeah. probably way heavier oh, when absolutely. you're in these characters' yeah. situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. They really that that lingering shot really lets that sit in. Hold on, our assistant, our assistant director is squeaking. <laughs> no. No. But father. No. No joy. No squeaky. No squeaky. But papa. <laughs> but papa, please. Father, father. Father, please. Father. Father, please. Um. Father, please. Yes. And we're back. Or not? You're out of focus. <laughs> I love you. One other, uh, so we talked about it like a couple like Burning Man feelings. Mm. Um, obviously, having it take place in Empire and Gerlock and like the overall kind of vibes. There was one other moment that I was like, ah, Burning Man. Um, Fern is doing something at her camp and Tequila is playing on like her little radio. No, I And I was like, and oh that my God. was our song one year, 2017, I right. think. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Was our... the it was the trap remix? Yeah, it was <laughs> but it was te- still Tequila, yeah. Tequila version. But I uh, like... link in the description below for that song. <laughs> great, great oh, Spotify song. link right yeah. here. Um, Never met a single person that disliked that song. Yeah, so at that I was like, I'm already in a like both oh yeah, Burning Man, and then also like okay, don't relate everything to Burning Man, right. like those two it's so modes. Hard not to but then that, that song came out, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, 2017, so, remember? To continue on with with Swanky, if we're gonna keep yeah, talking please, about her, please. Um, I love that she went back to Alaska and she she oh. she found the swallow nest and in, in the she river. What a beautiful uh, way to wrap her. But story the thing up. is that was that. Uh, Chloe Zhao. 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 Um, the last thing that we saw of of Swanky was she picked up one of the eggs from the river and looked at it just for like a second. She said, yeah. And that is, it's not just what she said, it's a symbol of life and birth and death and all that Absolutely. stuff. And it was such an artistic choice for our last thing to see of Swanky was her mm-hmm. picking this up, up. And, yep. and, and setting it back in and just like letting go of it. And I was just like, man, that is brilliant. Like, because the story itself, when she was telling it before we saw her go in there, I was just like, oh, that's a beautiful idea. Like, yeah, what a beautiful idea of this thought of the swallows. And Mm -hmm. she was flying with them. And then you actually get to see it happen. And And not um, only that, you get to see like the the, swallow eggshells. Yeah, the the eggshells. Yeah. It's like, oh, they clearly sent someone to actually film that occurrence right like yeah Yeah. i thought it was uh that was very artistful and and you know um i was a little bored with the movie but i did really (laughs) enjoy a lot of aspects about it It, this is one of those wake up calls stop and smell the flowers kind of movies Mm -hmm. i want to like put in that kind of category like maybe lost in translation or maybe there's some other movies that are kind of similar but sure um which I, also I, makes sense that it's so slow. I mean, it, it it is slow because these people's lives are slow. Yeah. Like all the main yeah. characters in this movie have lives that are very, very slow. It's like you're figuring out. And they're hard lives, time. though. And but the thing about that lifestyle is that they get to see those kind of beautiful moments. Mm-hmm. They get to have those like we're in Oakland and we I mean, you're not in Oakland, but you soon maybe. 
hear a lot. Right. But a lot of us are just on our computers or we're doing this or we're, we're very busy. They're out in fucking beautiful landscapes. And yeah, they're shitting in buckets, but they who get to hasn't? have who hasn't? a real sense of community. They're not staring man. at their phone all day. They're, they're really living a lifestyle that uh, Sorry, our ancestors. The, the assistant director is licking my foot. Starbuck, no. <laughs> She's been licking my foot for the last like, five minutes. Starbucks. <laughs> I'm like, Go girl, remain Starbuck. calm. Remain Go calm. Girl. Do not react. She's it's like, fine. please get this squeaky toy from me. Um, no, like, but you like, really can't help but think about your your personal relationship with death. And like, we're we're relatively young, but we're all at the age now where we have we've had grandparents that have died. Yeah. Like we've we've had to face deaths now in ways that we. And also, I've I've had grandparents die who have been like, "Oh, I wish I did such and such. I wish I." Yeah. You regret the things you didn't do more than the things that you did. Exactly. Right. right, right exactly. Right. And part of being a nomad, like the idea of this movie, is that you're going out and you're experienced all these. And yes, yeah, some of them are fucking hard. Like that's part of life. These things that you go through that are very difficult are going to help shape you in a way that hopefully is beneficial to your character or at least teaches you something to move on with. Yeah. Mm. And that's, uh, that's very apparent in, in the way that they made this movie. Right. Yeah. It's like, you don't need a million dollars in your bank account to live life to its fullest because this person's struggling, trying to find a job. She's freezing in her van shitting in a bucket she doesn't know how to change her tire but then she's at the ocean and she's just like letting it all out yeah. and she's she's feeling emotions and and this movie really captured all of that you know sentiment and um i mean that i mean that's what i, I took away from it the most was just this like feeling of like i want to go fucking travel and do i want to do that yeah. i want to go to the ocean and take off all my clothes and be like Bee! You know, yeah. <laughs> one of the notes I made uh, while I was watching it, I was like, beautiful, but nothing is overworked. Where like the landscapes of the desert, uh, the multiple different deserts and mm. like the forests and like all of her travels, like it's beautiful, but it's not like, ooh, we're going to up the saturation and we're going to manipulate the light this way. Like, yeah, I didn't just, think about that. At the it time, just, but that's very true. It, Even it, the swallow shots and stuff, it was like, it was like, no, that's no, beautiful, right. but that's exactly how you would look at it. Sometimes when no we see... No CGI involved. Yeah, it just no CGI, felt very no, real. No, no tweaking. This, right. I'm sure there was a little bit of color, color, color correction. But it that's felt, a hard it phrase felt to like say. Yeah, yeah, watching it was definitely color correction fucking involved, iPhone but, screen or something. But it's yeah. still like, it like the, the sunset shots and the sunrise shots, which you know inspired this cocktail, mm. um, which like are so beautiful. And it's kind of like whenever you try to... We all know this. Whenever you try to take a picture of a sunrise or sunset, mm. it never captures what it is. On your iPhone. I mean, yeah, but like without like being able to be like, okay, I'm going to like, like tweak everything and like. Yeah. Every time you take a picture of a sunset, you look at the picture and you're like, oh, fuck. But What's it, the point? But with this, it was, it, it, it was like they didn't, it seemed like Chloe didn't try to like, I'm going to get the best version of this sunset. It was just like, this is a beautiful sunset. Yeah. I'm going to film it. I'm going to like give enough emotion from the characters and like their situation and that kind of thing. It just, like I said, it didn't, it didn't feel overworked. Yeah. It was like, this is just like the perfect fried egg. There's nothing fussy about it. It's just a right. perfect fried egg. I, I feel like if their production schedule was like three weeks or four weeks, which is kind six of typical weeks. six weeks. was. I think it was six weeks. Okay. I think when I they used up. every single sunset and sunrise because there's yeah. so much blue hour. Yeah. And sunset. I'm like, how oh, many beautiful. fucking sunsets were they? I mean, it was beautiful. But at the same time, I was looking at it as someone who was like thinking about a production schedule. I'm like, 
Dude, they used every single sunset and sunrise on their schedule as they possibly yeah, sure. could because every single shot that was outside was at dusk and or I, at and dawn. And you know they were trying to shoot a golden hour too. It was, I mean, that's oh, what I meant. Yeah. I meant golden hour, blue hour. Like it, they, it was always. Blue hour is the same thing, but like as yeah. the sun's rising. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah. blue hour is right after the sunsets. So you have like a little oh. bit after that. Gold, I mean, golden did you hour. You get that at the sunrise too. Like, they're the golden same. Hour just in reverse. Reverse. Like the gotcha. best they're the same you're reverse. Gonna get, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, do you guys know the budget for this movie? Ooh. I was Shabet. Yes. Uh, I don't know, but Shabet. <laughs> I love Shabet. I well, I wanted to do this because I, I I hope that you guys don't cheat and look up the budgets of this movie. No. But I'm no, hoping I to make. I, I, I'm I hoping whole, to make this. Uh, I want to say I, I have a friends. whole page after we do this shot, but I have a whole page that I really want to dive into of fun, cool. fun facts. Okay. okay. This, I have a, this a couple is of Chloe Zhao's. Third movie. Third movie. Okay, so budgets increase every single movie you do if they're successful. I'm gonna put the over under at eight. Eight million. Because I was gonna guess seven million. So you want to take the under? I'll go over. Okay, Brent likes to put his a little under the actual <laughs> mark, as I've noticed. <laughs> And is over under. Also, just, I'll go under. It's because I want a shot. Just while you're thinking about it, um, win, I win. hope I hope one day that Brandon. when I die, <laughs> you guys throw a rock in the fire and go because she loved rocks. <laughs> yeah, I laughed at that moment so hard. I'm like, what a me? line. That was not written in the script at all. That was. It was so sweet because she loved rocks. I'm like. That's cool. me though. Like you, I'm literally looking at my pile of rocks right now on my fucking desk. <laughs> That's for Sundance, though. That's a <laughs> because she loves rocks. <laughs> That's a salt lick for our producer's dog because she won't she stop licking it. his gross feet. <laughs> oh, I need to get one of those for anyway. Starbucks. Anyway. Uh, what do you think the budget is? You said under. I said yeah. I, I said I was over, thinking seven, but I'm like slightly. It's probably you said 12. I like to, You said I like to go under. You you like to? I like to I like to curve. Like under. if it's thirteen million, you'd be like it's eight. Hmm. Eight is the line because well, usually, I did the seven. opposite. Oh, this time. Well, I said I was thinking seven. The budget on record is four to six million. <gasps> oh, so I gotta take shit. Which is a cheap ass movie. Not throwing I away mean, my shot. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I was thinking seven is because you have to hire Francis McDermott. You have no other actors to really hire. And they were all shoot. They were shooting it basically all with natural light, which is why they were using every single sunset and sunrise. Yeah. It looked like they didn't have any real production light going on. I have lots of information about the production of the film that I would like to go into Ooh. after I take my shot. While okay. you're working on that shot, I would like to speak briefly about the soundtrack. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on the soundtrack, but that was one thing that hold on. All right. I'm going to start from the beginning of that thought. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys had much thought on the soundtrack, but there were a few things about the soundtrack that I, I found interesting and that I noticed. Um, hmm. I didn't ever like go back and check. This is, and, and I also didn't really take much notes while I was watching because I really wanted to pay attention to it while I was watching it. But I'm pretty sure there was like three different songs that they played recurringly throughout it. There's more mm. than there's more than the three, but I noticed three different general themes that played mm. throughout. And I noticed that almost maybe that's all, how they got their budget so low. 
Almost all the soundtrack is like, Beautiful you know, piano. it's a string section and a piano. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's like hardly any percussion. There's it's like a, Christmas songs that they a, that she yeah. hums to herself. Yes, yeah. yes. And I, when she first hung that Christmas song, I was like, why the fuck did they choose that? And then, yeah. and then, you know, it loops back. Shows around. later, yeah. but. But yeah, the soundtrack was really, really beautifully written. Yes. And it was incredibly simplistic. But that piano and string overture, like strings doing the melody, piano laying the vibe. Yeah. That was constant throughout. And they also, given what was happening in the scenes, they had these three different overtures that kept playing throughout Mm -hmm. that just were so perfectly chosen and well written throughout the entire thing. This is one of those scores where like when the end credits were rolling, and I just went, had to sit with the movie for a second and just mm-hmm. let that beautiful piano score. Mm-hmm. Just, I was like, I can't click home button on my Roku. I just, <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to put that just, down and just like think about the movie for a little bit longer. I have, I have an anecdote so, for that. This, it, okay. this fucking pissed me off. Anecdote me. So right when it ended, you know how, how Hulu sometimes picks something else to play right after? No. Oh no. It chose... Keenan episode one. <laughs> Keenan. And I'm speaking of no! Keenan Thompson from SNL has his own show now. I didn't it's even know bad. that. First of all, I didn't it's even bad. Know that. Even yeah. if it's good, that's not the it, vibe. The Hulu. second, the second that it wasn't even like, oh, watch a bit of the the credits, have your moment. Like Larissa's hey! cry, Larissa's fucking crying. Lar- like like Larissa yeah. has tears streaming down her face. Yeah. And it ends. And Keenan starts 10 seconds Ew. later. And I was like, uh, Hulu, what the fuck, man? What are you doing to me? Well, oh. it was actually, it was actually, ang- it made me angry. The, the night angry prior, the, a little anecdote, night prior, I was watching Lights Out, which is a really scary movie. Amazing. I was watching by myself so and a little stoned. And I was like, <laughs> this is a really bad idea. But I was studying David F. Sandberg's work. And so I just wanted to like watch his stuff. And at the end, the next movie up that was recommended was uh, Austin Powers Goldmember. I'm like, I'm like, okay. Why? I'm like, okay. Yes, I would love to watch that right now. They knew just it was to wash this. Good palate cleanser. Yeah, because it was yeah. like it was 11 p.m. I'm like, I need to watch something light and fluffy yeah. right after. We're like, thank you, Hulu. I, which is funny that you know it was the exact opposite Hulu, reaction I had. Fix your fucking algorithm, bro. It was fine the way I, it. You know, it was fine for me, but. Before Sorry, you Brent. dive into your huge section, I wanted to say one other thing that oh, called back to Burning Man to me was when she was walking around with coffee. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, yes. Where she's like, coffee. It's coffee. Almost, it's almost impossible. If you're a burner, yeah. it's impossible for you to watch that scene and not be like, I've either been that person or I, I've, I've seen met that, that person. person. Well, yeah. that was one of the fr- my first burn. That was actually the, my first morning. That was one of those things that woke me up to like what's so great about Burning Man was that yeah. c- this community I was in the tent hung over by myself and this person was like bacon. Like I'm like, you're entering our tent, our communal tent. And they just had bacon and, and coffee. And I'm like, I need this, Make but zzz. yeah. yeah. Hey guys, what? you want some bacon? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like where, like where else would this happen? It was you weird. Know? Before like, you came yeah. through my tent talking about bacon, I was thinking, fuck, I really want some bacon. 
And well, then you yeah, walk through yeah. our yeah. tent with bacon. I'm hungry. It's weird. Bacon. Like, yeah. I would really, I would love some caffeine right now. Oh, remember Mr. Yeah. Remember Mr. and Mrs. Hot Dog? Yes, I do remember Mr. Uh, and Mrs. Hot Dog. Let's Two have blocks a, down. Let's have a brief moment for Mr. and Mrs. Hot Dog. So uh, it was 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, we it was best year. Oh, it was a great year. I mean, every year is great. But so we had this uh, older, not really older, like middle aged couple that lived like a half a block down from us and a bunch of us were all biking like around lunchtime Being and no they were like, they were like hot dogs, hot dogs. And we're like, well, all right. Like don't mind if I do pull our fucking bikes over. <laughs> and they, there was this, just, just this like maybe early fifties couple. We started calling them Mr. And Mrs. Hot dog. Cause yeah. they were like, yeah, we brought like 1500 hot dogs to give out. 1500 hot dogs. So to give context, uh, burners, you'll know this. So in previous years, they were like placed closer to like A. So they like they were like, closer oh yeah, our first year the... we were camped right behind District. Which so if is you're a, a burner, very popular you know. area. So like we we ran out of stuff uh, like two days in. If Burning Man was New York, District would be yeah Times Square. Yeah. This year we were out. We were at five ten and J. So we were like way out from A. And so they were like, we we really need like more traffic that way you know we can get through all of these hot dogs through the entire week so nearly every Help day us tell people basically nearly yeah. every day we were like well do we want to like cook lunch or do we want to go see mr and mrs they're two blocks away it was so easy oh, was for great. us to like we brought so much food and we didn't use a lot of it because we were just eating hot dogs all fucking day. I mean, day. luckily, like most of our food was like the freeze dried backpacker meals that right. last two decades. So it's so fine. thank God we had a Mr. and Mr. Hot Dog. Yeah. But, but also like throughout the week, they had their table where all of the condiments were and people they, it became like just a drop spot for like, I don't need this. Someone yeah. else take it. So people we'd would go just and bring like, over their condiments. Ooh, that beer is delicious. I'll take that. Like it just <laughs> became like a. Yeah. drop spot. I have a photo of Mr. Ah. and Mrs. Hot Dog that oh, we're so far removed from Burning Man now God. with all this COVID shit. It's uh, like we're I was so gonna f- say like that seems like a distant, so distant world. It wouldn't is it, it gonna happen? Is it even more. gonna happen again? It, that it way. It won't happen this year. they they're still trying to hold on hope, but I don't think it'll happen this year. But it won't happen this year. But it, I'm still going back. We're gonna do the yeah, same we'll, fucking thing. And hopefully, yeah, yeah. hopefully you and Ryan. Oh yeah, will come yeah, with yeah us I would like we'll, to. It'd be that. great to yeah. have like an actual camp and yeah, we can do a little bubble. We can do a little bubble camp. Yeah, bubble camp. Personal space camp. That's already our camp name. Just me and Brent. Spend quality time together since we're fucking five. Our camp name is already personal space camp. So it works. Right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, we'll have a nice little personal <laughs> space camp bubble. But um, to get to try to get back on track here, oof. even though I know sharp you turn back into Nomadland. They're watching. Oh my god! Ugh. Damn it! <laughs> that was a flat tire. If I ever heard one. <laughs> okay. Good, good. So, uh, I liked how Fern's character waited until the storm started for her to leave. She's at this nice house. She's getting a taste of like comfort and life, and there's this storm mm. coming in. She can't sleep in the she can't sleep oh, in the house, yeah. so she goes out to her her van, and she's sleeping in her van. And then the storm starts while she's sleeping in her van, mm. and she's like, "Man, fuck it, I love this shit. I'm just gonna drive. I'm gonna drive through the storm." And she leaves. She's in it during the beginning of the storm. Yeah, 
And that, yeah, that pulled me back to tour a bunch of times as we're driving through these crazy fucking storms that we have never driven through, but right. have to, or we're going to miss the show. Yeah. yeah. But like her driving through those storms and like well, waking up in the morning, knowing this thing's coming in and knowing you got to fucking hit it. I love that they included the fact that that this movie is, is kind of based around nomads and all that stuff, like getting away from, from real life. But she she came back she to into it. She went into it. Yeah. Uh, they had they had to have a scene where they went to this family lifestyle where you, you enter a house and there's always a guy in the kitchen making a drink. Oh, what do you want? Oh, you want a water? And like it's like Bill, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like you have like guys with a kid and like there's like this homey, wholesome vibe to it. And you, like you kind of feel like she's maybe maybe she's missing out on this, but mm. she's like, This she's just, like, this it. isn't me. Like this is not who I am at mm. all. And those are the kind of people you run into at Burning Man where like, yeah, you're they're never going to be this wholesome living in a cookie cutter yeah, the house. DPW folks who are like, I live. I'm a fucking carny. I live out here for four fucking right. weeks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so I, I just that was one of those aspects of the film where I was like, it was such a great inclusion to have that mm-hmm. in the story yeah. because yeah. it was such a contrasting narrative to to push back against her lifestyle. Yeah, um, I love how do they. I love how they used the weather to further along like her journey. That's a really good and, thought. I'd never what, even thought of that. And what yeah. she thinks about. I thought that was such a fucking cool artistic choice. Yeah, like especially because at first it starts with her just leaving the house to go sleep in the van because she's not comfortable in the house. And then while she's in the van, all of a sudden the storm is rolling in, and for whatever reason, the storm rolling in and her being in her van during the storm, right, is like she's like, yeah, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, I thought that was like okay. Yeah, yeah. This is that she's like, she's not choosing this life because she was forced into it. Yeah, she's not choosing this life because her husband died. Right. She has other options. It's her new lease on life. This life in film, in film, storms and rain are usually written for emotions, hard emotions Mm -hmm. that are happening for the character, and they're just kind of in the backdrop, but it intensifies what they're feeling. Yeah, usually it's used to intensify an emotion that a a negative emotion. Exactly, and usually rain was used. A storm is. It was almost as like a coaxing kind of thing. Like you know, you don't want to be here. I thought that was really well. There's a lot of conflict going in her right because she's at this place that is completely different from what she is she's only it's you know how does the storm you know even create it you have like cold and hot you have these conflicting things that happen that create a storm mm-hmm. right and that's exactly what was happening with her is like the cold front and the warm front yeah yeah <laughs> right yeah i'm not a fucking weatherologist but i know that you know <laughs> a storm is created by two different things that that collide together and and that was her moment of like this isn't me like it was it was yeah, it was it was really well written. Yeah, it was. So I have some fun facts, or as I would like to say, some fern facts. Graphic. Fern facts. God damn it. Because the lead character's name is facts, Fern. Baby. Fern hey, you facts. know what? Emily okay. gets hers too. She gets hers too. I as a like from fucking Wednesday, I was like writing it on like fern facts. <laughs> okay. Um so first one, just a real top one, which I didn't Fern's know this. One. Uh, Francis McDormand is married Francis to Joel McDorm. Cohen. <laughs> Nico. Francis McFernment. What's up? Sorry, what? What's up? Francis McDormand. Okay. Is married to Joel Cohen. Did you know that? I did know this. I didn't. Of the Cohen brothers? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so uh, she. She started in Fargo. Yeah. Her breakout. 1995. Which leads into kind of my first. It's not really a fun fact. This one's uh, just kind of a regular fact, which I found really interesting in an article I read. 
Um, so she got really fucking famous after Fargo. That was her first yeah. Oscar win. Yeah. Um, she, she amazing in that movie. Incredible. She hired a publicist and then instructed that publicist to turn down most of what they got calls for. Oh, wow. She didn't want to do press. She didn't want to do anything. And kind of her quote about it was, it gave me a mystery back to who I was. And then in, and then in the roles I performed, I could take an audience to a place where someone who sold watches or perfume or magazines couldn't. And that's really hmm. evident in this. And also th uh, Three Billboards, uh, which she won her second Oscar dude, for. That is so fucking cool. Like she, no, she, she, she is the coolest fucking actress. She's so fucking she's cool. She's really cool. Dude, one of her most recent, like she like she had to go to the Oscars and it was a handful of years ago. And she was like, I'm just going to wear like a fucking dress that I already have in my closet and a fucking denim jacket. She doesn't give a shit. In the article where that quote came from, the... Uh, the uh, journalist was like, she asked me not to say what city she lives in because she doesn't live like in Hollywood or anything. She's like, I, well, she's like, please just let me like, please don't tell people what city I live in. Like, I just I love being just like a normal goddamn person. Well, hold on. My day to day. You know, you know, it goes a lot to that. That like, you know, reinforces that whole statement about Francis is that there's a scene in this movie where she shits in a bucket and she has to like open up a latch to get fresh air in because it smelled so bad and she was like waving it around. I'm like a lot of actresses and actors wouldn't even would argue against that scene to not even have that, you know, like that image about them you in the want, movie. You want to know a bonus fern fact? Uh, when she God, and Chloe fact. Zhao were discussing the movie, they were kind of like in the, uh, the van and kind of like talking about how they would film it. Yeah. She actually got I knew it. an upset stomach and she shit in a bucket. Oh, what? In, in the van, like in pre-production, essentially. Yes. Yeah. That is fucking amazing. But okay, yeah. hold on. I knew <laughs> something. Hold on. I knew something was weird about that scene because I was like, that was way too natural yeah. and yeah. it felt so real. What I was gonna say that is it that she didn't overact it, which I was impressed by. Yeah. She acted it as if it was really just happening. Like, oh, well, God. I think a lot of other actresses would have overacted that because yeah. they would not it wouldn't be so normalized yeah. to them. She was playing an instrument and, she, and you hear like her stomach growl she's like, oh no. And like everyone knows that fucking feeling of yeah. like, like uh oh you're doing uh -oh. something normal everyone and they're like, knows that feeling. Okay. Something weird is happening in my I stomach. I have about I have five, seconds. <laughs> five Luckily, seconds. my bathroom is right, right, here. <laughs> right. And we have funny stories at Burning Man about friends of <laughs> plenty, ours. Yeah, plenty of stories. <laughs> who just got engaged? Buckets. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. So anyway, uh, <laughs> quick a quick fern fact. Um, oh my god. Let me have this. You guys no, get to no, have no, your take dumb it, take it. You are it. having it. it. Yeah, you're having it. <laughs> um. Chloe Zhao, the director, asked that McDormand actually put in hours at each of the jobs that Fern does through the movie. So it fucking no felt like that. So it she, did. It did. I mentioned she, that at the second worked, job she was at. She worked at an Amazon factory for a little, or an Amazon warehouse right. for a little while. She harvested beets for a little while. She worked at a fucking rock shop for a little while. You know what's hilarious? <laughs> I almost texted you guys in our thread. I literally, I wrote it down and I deleted it. I said, LOL, Francis McDermott pretending to work at Amazon. 
She didn't pretend she did. No, but it was funny as though is that like I knew every other worker was actually an Amazon worker. Or they looked like they were yeah, in the no, role. Yeah, no, they were all and Frances McDermott, workers. who's a Hollywood actress, a list, whatever, is just pretending to be eating lunch with them, and that made me laugh a little bit. But then, like just seeing her interactions, like as she's working, I'm like, oh, she probably actually did a lot, a little bit of labor to like she did to she, get into she put it. In, I didn't like, know she did the whole fucking thing. Job. Yeah, I didn't know that part, but that makes a lot of sense. It really yeah. does when you watch the movie because it feels so fucking genuine. It's also how they yeah. keep the the budget down, where it's like, well, we need a scene where she's uh, harvesting beets. Well, let's just yeah. go have her harvest beets. All of her pay <laughs> from the Amazon work went straight into the budget of this film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, quick note. Uh, I, cause as at the beginning of the uh, the movie, I was like, how did they get to film inside of an Amazon warehouse? And then I read an article and it was like, I thought that too. They filmed it just because they just asked. Oh, <laughs> I thought that too. See, I was like, literally, yeah, Fra- Francis, Francis McDormand was like, was a sponsor? I no, 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 no. Francis McDormand just wrote them it's like a Michael Bay and, and Bud Lights. It was like, I'm working on a movie. Can we film inside your factory? And they were like, yeah. So my this is this is my thought. This is, when that all that shit started, and I was like, okay, they're actually in an Amazon warehouse. It Did you watch this on Amazon? It was on Hulu, Hulu, wasn't it? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Wow, yeah. it wasn't even on fucking Amazon. I know, but I, when I was watching it, and I was watching like, wow. okay, they're actually in Amazon. There's wow. a lot of people that actually feel like they're working in Amazon. Yeah, I felt like, it, I mean, it's obviously a fucking low budget film. So I was thinking. Yeah. Maybe they just said, hey, we'll make sure to represent your company in a way that's not derogatory. And you can approve the way that we represent your company before we get the cut. Well, yeah, I mean, any sponsor, any any sponsor has that right. I think it's it's open for interpretation. It didn't seem derogatory at all to me. Like the way that they... They made her very happy every time she was walking through the warehouse. Right, but it's seasonal. It's seasonal work. It's it's not about Amazon. It's not a commentary on. No, no, Amazon, the, but the seasonal so. work is because during the holiday season, obviously, yeah. there's way more yeah. work. That's not that's not a dig on there Amazon. There needs that's to be just, more work because they need the as workers. a company, they need more work. Yeah. yeah, there's not a dig on Amazon in that respect. So, if we want to do a shot bet, how many people do you think was the entire crew? Oh, fuck, I don't. Know. Oh, it has to be fucking small. The entire crew. And I'm not going to do an over-under. Over, I, want I was going to just... say do an over-under, but... We'll do a closest, I'm gonna but Nico I'm not going to do prices right rules. Oh, Nico's going to go, and then I'm going to choose either either over or under from what he says. The in- uh, okay. The, the whole crew. You're talking about production crew, not production post crew. and pre? Production crew. Oh, pre, like pre-crew. Well, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know that for sure. I'm going based on... So just, just a note, uh, the entire crew, as they were filming this, lived in vans as well. Um, hmm. Okay, but, hold on. But I me mean, a- okay, hmm. I I know it has to be a very small number because, from what I saw, as a person who like studies production lighting and all that stuff, and like they use a lot of natural light, or at least they simulated a lot. A Budget lot of was light. four to six million dollars, so they didn't have a lot of crew. That's for damn sure. They they probably stripped it down. Um, damn. Say, all the grips, all the beads. Just pulling out. It's probably. A key grip oh, and the two little grips. Uh, <laughs> little grips. Little grips. <laughs> There's a key and then Big little grip, grips. Couple, little grip. couple little grips. Uh, Check out their new um, album on Spotify. <laughs> it's got to be under 100 uh, for production crew, like as they're filming, not including producers. I don't Just know. Maybe I'm going to say 50. Number. Damn it. 
was hoping you'd choose lower than that. Over? It's probably under fifty. If I'm, if I'm, it is twenty five. I knew it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, it's under, it's under fifty because Over. it's so stripped down. This production is so stripped down. So stripped. Because it, like, like I said, they relied a lot on sunsets yeah, light, yeah, and natural lighting. There wasn't much light grip. And when going on. when when productions are doing that, that means that All the right. crew is small. Hit me with the pickle bag. Okay. Um, I, I said fifty just to like give a number that was. I I thought you were gonna say like thirty five or something like that because that's even like well no because I didn't know if they have a lot of PAs there they didn't you know like I don't know what they're counting as production crew exactly I would consider production crew like anybody that's on the fucking set essentially right executive but but now that I'm thinking about it for that movie fifty people being on the seven million dollars right yeah yeah and a lot of that's going to like Francis and post production I mean Francis like. She obviously didn't take a huge... Also, they... Uh, Let's see. Do you guys want to know? What her, her? Well, um, quick note. So they started filming this. Uh, Chloe Zhao approached her right before the 2018 Oscars, and that's when she won her second um, Oscar. They started filming like three days after Frances won her second Oscar oh, for no three billboards. Yeah. Damn, that's three crazy. days? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Also... What a different character from Three Billboards to this. But I like, like th- I, they're they're every woman. They're both like an every woman. But I mean, Frank, one that's, is like that's loud bag. Yeah. yeah, that's her bag. She's good at that. And I mean, she's literally living a lifestyle to play that character. Yeah. She's living her life to enable herself to play these characters. Right. But that being said, one is like a brash, loud mouth, cursing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the other one is like a just quiet. soft, poignant. But also like very direct. I love how Fern is like. She's live. No. She, she's kind of live. Did anybody else get a live vibes? Yeah. Live. 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 I know you don't watch the show, but if you did right Liv. now. Hi, like Liv, and subscribe. A, <laughs> and for everyone who's not live, which is everyone. Uh, it's just a friend of ours named Liv. Yeah. yeah. But uh, she was live. I couldn't help watching Liv. her and just going like, this is live in a movie. So I got two more. Or at least live in her facts. in her elder days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Or she'll be swanky. Where she's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Get out of my fucking van!" And yeah. live like <laughs> creates dances about death and about like living your life while you're. Oh, she's, like, she's the queen Holy of shit. death, dude. Yeah. There's she's... so much. There's so much ties to her. Yeah. So we got two more fern facts. One of them is a quick one. So. <laughs> Every time. The uh, autumn leaves plates um, that Fern's dad gave her remember uh, that no spoilers um what did you know spoilers? <laughs> we've been spoiling the whole time spoiler How alert fern dave, dies fucking dave drops the plates and it like i when it happened i'm sitting oh at, dude yeah i was sitting at my desk watching it dave on my computer too, and i went <gasps> i was like no dave yeah no. um yeah and the way she reacts but, to it so, well, so go over real, there real quick i want to finish this the sorry, 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 sorry. Those like that was a real bit of info from Frances McDormand's life. Mm. Her dad gave her those plates, and they used that as a piece in the movie. Oh, which is really fun. And they broke them on purpose. No, I know. I think that was just like a 
a plot point. Oh, not, okay. I thought they, I thought maybe they like didn't actually for break a second. Her dad's place. Oh my god, can you fucking imagine? Yeah, and then I thought that was her real reaction to Dave, and they were just like playing the scene when and the actor was playing actor Dave. Died. Is like this is off script. Uh, also, kind of kind of knowing Francis, I feel like she would have like decked him right in the face if know. that was a real reaction. So but. so Dave's character and that whole reaction, it for me, it played off of their dynamic where like. Dave is really into this girl and mm-hmm. she's not Aww. so much into him. She's just not that into you. Not, she's not that into him. But I the thing is, I, it, I think it's like, it's not that she's not into him. She's not, she likes him. She's not ready to be in a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Right. But there's definitely a dynamic there where one is wants to be liked by someone else. And the other person is just not. Yeah. They're kind of above the other person. And, and when he breaks her plates, you just knew that, he really fucked up because he's already in a place of a low ground in a certain way. And yeah. he's just got way lowered and yeah. she's like, stand over there. And you're like, damn, he just, he's not, yeah. he's not getting it for a long time. I think that was also an important uh, lesson for Fern though, in letting go. And she learns yep. later on right. about how to let go of her too. husband. Like, I think that was a really pivotal moment. A for her relationship with Dave where it's like oh fuck she's like go over there like it's like oh we've all been there where it's like we're screaming at someone and we're not necessarily angry about them we're just angry about what literally just happened yeah but then it's also like Fern needs to learn how to let go of things and she's she's let go of a lot at this point but she's not she's still holding on to a lot of like material items that have strong connections to people that she cares about Mm -hmm. um yeah, that that moment I was like, oh god, like my heart broke over and over again. As soon as he like picks up the box and it yeah. gives out at the bottom, I'm like no, yeah. <laughs> and and to call to call back to what you said earlier about like letting scenes hold for a little while longer than you would expect them to. <sighs> when Dave knocks on her door to say goodbye, and she knows it's him, and she doesn't answer, and then as soon as she opens the door, she sees him driving away. They held on that scene for a very long time too. Yeah. They let you because it's not it, and it, there's no reaction. You're not seeing her face, but yeah. you you have to sit with the emotions that she's feeling, knowing that that happening was a very recent interaction for yeah. them, and now he's saying goodbye. Well, so I remember like and he for leaves me, the sweet rock with the no. Yeah, like for ugh. me watching that. Yeah, I'm sitting there basically as Fern thinking, okay, I reacted too strongly. That was fucked up that I, you know, wasn't mm. softer with him. And also, like, I'm not super into him and he's very into me. So maybe I played that right. Because I'm not right. like, you know, yeah. I'm not making him feel like I'm super interested when I'm not. Right. Like, I, I was sitting with all of that emotion in that scene. Yeah. Like, I think that mo- this movie is so good at, like, we're not going to over explain things. We're going to just... Yeah. Show you what's going on and then hold on to some things as if you're standing there witnessing them and you can depict like what they don't really, overuse the score. They use a lot of quietness. Even the score, like yeah. I said, is like yeah. it's it's probably five or six different songs. I have no idea. I didn't write them down, but it felt like five or six different songs. But they replayed three or four of those songs over again. Mm. Yeah. I think they use the the power of a goodbye really well. You're in right. this movie, because I, I do think that goodbyes are it's it's an underused emotion that is in film, but when it is used correctly, it is extremely p- powerful. Like Toy Story three, 
Jesus is Christ. one of the best examples of a of a great goodbye. Why you gotta hurt me like that this well, Friday evening? I mean, Jesus Christ. Hold on, you know that I don't cry in movies, but Toy Story, Toy Story 3, 3 when he says film, goodbye to Andy, when, when Woody like says goodbye to Andy, <laughs> when Woody says goodbye to Andy, it is one of the most intense emotional experiences that I've ever had in a movie. And it's a fucking animated Disney Pixar classic. Not to mention the scene where they're all going to be like funneling into the incinerator and they're all holding hands. Well, no, I mean, there's that scene, but I actually but was also, more, I was yeah. way more emotionally involved with him saying about Andy because I was, there, that was oh, like, yeah. it was a relationship that I knew that was actually ending and not like, was a what's going to happen to the entire subscribers. I sobbed at both yeah. of those scenes. Like Same I, I fully like, I was I like, too. okay, they survived the incinerator. The incinerator. I knew something <laughs> was going to happen to, to, to get him out of it. Um, but with the Andy, and Woody scene, I knew that so that was long, a final partner. moment. That's also saying so long to like the series of movies. You know what I mean? Like right. saying goodbye Until to Toy no, Story Four. Okay, yeah, you thought it was. The, you thought it was no, done. Right. Toy Story Four was actually really good. A- anyway, uh, but what I'm saying is that like with with Swanky and with, like with with Dave as as that character, like they used those goodbyes really well and. Um, Goodbyes are such a real emotion that everyone has shared. Like everyone yeah. has had a great relationship with somebody and they, they say goodbye for the last time. That was the last time they saw that person. They're so deep in their life for so long. And then now all of a sudden they're gone and you have to live your life without them. But you'll see them hopefully on the other side. But so down got, the road, I've got one more fern <laughs> fact. And this one will lead uh, into fern fact. one more fern fact. And this one leads into a shot bet as well. Ooh, I like ne- this. I can't take any more of these. Nico, you will like this. <laughs> I keep winning them. So this, this starts with a fun yeah, fact and away. then into the challenge. So okay. as of February 15th, so Brent, I don't know if you know this. Nico, he you, know you probably definitely know this. He's stupid. Uh, so <laughs> often when we think of award season, we think of like Golden Globes, Emmys, and Oscars. But there's Tony's. a fuckload of other Tony's are my favorite. Um, fuckload of other uh, <laughs> awards shows, not awards shows, but awards season. So like yeah. whether it's critics or film festivals, that kind of thing. So as of February fifteenth, I'm blocking my notes because I don't want anybody to see anything. As of February fifteenth, okay. Variety reported. Uh, My favorite magazine. So, (laughs) Chloe Zhao has won for this movie 34 awards for directing, 13 for screenplay, and 9 for editing. Okay. She has now been awarded the... She's now the most awarded person in a single season in the modern era in terms of award season. Oh, wow. Who did she surpass? Oh. Holy shit. Would I know this? You I would know this. Can you give me a hint as to whether... No, no come on. Because <laughs> okay, no, if, if she gives a hint that I would know it, I feel you like... Can't, you can't say... This what, is in the modern era. The, Mod- the person... What's the, mo- what's the modern era? Uh, it's probably an actress, right? Or like post an actor. Post 2000. Post 2000. It's not a... Can you say whether it's a director, a producer, or an actor? It's it's a director who also wrote and that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, so she, she surpassed in, in awards, independent awards, yeah. basically. Also, just as She they, went through the independent circuit. As they're thinking about it, this does not include 
the 23 best picture wins that she has won for this movie because she is also a producer of this movie. So bitch is stacking up those trophies. Oh, yeah, because best best picture goes to producers. Yeah, she's a a producer, producer, writer, and director. So you're talking about best directing wins. It's direct. So this one is... I'm going to say Steven Spielberg. Directing, screenplay, and editing. That's my only guess because I don't know who else to guess. Oh, screenplay... What? Sorry. Screenplay. Directing, screenplay, and, and editing. editing. Christopher Nolan. Combined. I yes. changed my answer to Christopher Nolan. No, because those those films aren't typically in the independent circuits, and all these awards are probably in independent circuits, and you don't submit Dunkirk to, to, to <laughs> smaller... You know what I mean? Like This is a $7 million project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good point. Um, you don't submit fucking Jurassic Park to you know Toronto... <laughs> you know, film, film yeah, yeah. which right. is actually one of the bigger ones. Let me fucking think. Um, in the modern, we're era. both not going to get it. By the way, I mean the Cohen brothers. I don't think either you're going to get it. No, we're not going to get it. Is it someone I would get? It's in. It's in my brain somewhere, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Don't tell him that. Now he's going to take 15 minutes to figure it out. He'll never. You get five seconds. Uh, Spike Jones. Mm-hmm. All right. You're both wrong. Damn. I was like, Spike Jones is probably a really good guess, though, with her. You're going to be mad. So, the uh, so uh, I don't like this. <laughs> Chloe Zhao, that's a total of 56 awards. Okay. Um, the previous winner, previous. She uh, edited the movie, too? Yes. Previous, previous holder Sh- had thing. 42 awards. It was Alexander Payne for Sideways. Oh, oh wow. Oh, fucking Merlot. Damn it! You weren't okay. gonna guess that. I wrote that I would down. Have be like, never guessed yeah. it. But it was it was a low budget it was a low budget feature that was fucking everyone talked about for the longest I like, time. I, I felt and a couple of DPs very much like Agatha Harkness. Yeah. Like, <laughs> writing it down, and knowing that Nico I would love never doggy get it, too. but I that he would be sideways. so mad yeah, yeah, yeah. that he didn't get it. I love Sideways. I love that movie. I've watched it many a times. Hey, and, little um, doggy too. I mean, I knew I knew it was gonna be an independent director that that has made his foothold in like bigger films and like his what wow his <laughs> Wait, alexander no you said you knew it would be a director who had his yeah it wouldn't be a female for sure Cut. <laughs> it is now though a female Boom. and female and female i think that's the politically correct way to say it i think it's Anne. Don't mind me and my Because girls are named Anne. Large. Their, middle like name, Anne. their middle names are often Anne. Always Anne. Emily, Anne, yeah, Lyra. Can you explain that? As Excuse a... me, May. May is my middle name. May, may you say what? <laughs> may, no, no, you may not. No, you may, may not. May and Anne, I think, are 85%. And Marie. And Marie. Fuck, Marie. you're right. May, Anne, and Marie. I, I my never, mom's name is Catherine Anne. I never me, met so. Mays growing up. I always met Don't Marie's look her up on and Anne's. Um, it's always Marie's and Anne's. Did you pour me a shot? Yes, because you what? both got it. Uh, you lost, motherfucker. You lost. I've lost in so long. It's so foreign to me. Oh, oh weird. to me. I you don't know what we're losing. Don't burn yourself over the candle. candle. It was hot. Kendall. Can I know what this Kendall. is? Can I know what's happening right now? What is a Kendall. Okay. That is this is all tequila? Corale. It's a th- Corale. It's, it's, a, it's a thick uh, shot glass. So. I am. Ugh, ugh, yeah. It's thick. Am, I'm sweating the night. Thick. Excited about this shot at all? <sighs> well, that was that was much easier than the last one. 
Was it? Other than the pickleback? Yeah, that was easier. That was (laughs) real bad. Watchers, I wish you could see the the progress we've made in this Coralejo bottle. Oh, man. We saw bets go wrong. Final thoughts on Uh, Nomadland? Final thoughts. I have some. They're not nearly worth talking about. (laughs) Um, I, I liked that we got to see, like, you know, the road to Burning Man where you drive past Empire. Yeah. In the snow. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's what it looks There's like. There's so like, many stops the where like, cold. yeah, like, oh, that's where me and Brent filmed that one, that one little clip for our upcoming uh, Burning Man video. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, there's like a lot of those moments I notice hill I know I notice hill formations that I like yeah. I recognize. Yeah. Um I don't know. It, it it was it was a movie that I was very bored while watching. <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> I was. But at the, I mean at the same time it was it, it resonated with me. I just thought that um that I mean I was bored. But I I really enjoyed the movie and I wouldn't regret not watching it at all. You wouldn't regret not I'm, watching I took it. A, I took a shot of tequila. <laughs> a double negative. Right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I liked it. Uh, We've been filming for two hours now. B minus. So. Uh, I don't think it's going to win the Academy Award for Best Picture. I don't think it will either. But I, I did think the it it has the elements of the movies that do win Academy Awards in that Best Director. It well, it makes you really fucking think about life. It's like the point yeah. of this is like. To really think about what life is. And There's what. a lot of those movies, though. Is the thing. Yeah, there are. It, it, it there is, are. It's, it's one of like not a lot, but like a couple that's, dozen. That's why I kind of think it won't. I I think it might win some award for something. Best actress. I think I, I, I think Frances McDormand is uh, teeing herself up for a third. Oscar. I think it actually might be one I of those one, one of those years up, where she's gonna get it. One of those rare years where best Stop director. That wins but doesn't win best picture yeah no oh, I, oh, that's which is, which is yeah. rare i think it's gonna be one of those years i can totally it's rare I but it's totally becoming less rare right like we're i mean yeah. you're right but I, I do feel like she deserves a win for director what i'm excited about is that i agree sorry didn't mean to cut you off that was it no I, oh literally oh, nothing to add other than i actually think that's I, what'd you say Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm excited that um, between this and also uh, One Night in Miami, click the link here. Um, click the link to watch here. Uh, <laughs> or are we here? There's, there's very likely going to be multiple female directors, female directors of color mm. nominated for best director. That's right. incredible. And Shit's also changing. so fucking deserved and way fucking overdue yeah Yeah, way overdue um yeah i i don't see this winning best picture but i think francis's performance is she'll be nominated for it oh yeah it's absolutely gonna be nominated. she deserves to be nominated for it oh she's a she's a million percent gonna be nominated we have we have many more movies to go through to yeah you're right determine our our firm yeah that's the only reason why i'm not chomping in the yeah. bit to declare her or this movie anything but i think it's not it'll this, be it'll be it'll nominated, nominated for a, a number nominated. of things i would yeah. assume and i yeah like i said i think it's like this quiet beauty of the movie i really enjoyed it and i, I and really i fully the entire time i was like oh no they're gonna think it's boring oh no and then i'm gonna like to- us yeah i I did. Th- I did think it was boring, yeah. but I really, really enjoyed it. But I, yeah, I. I, I didn't I had, think it was boring. I was, but I, 
along that line, I was worried. I would watch it with my my girlfriend Larissa. I was worried that she was bored throughout it. Mm. And I kept like right doing doing this. This like yeah, well, that's it, that's why it, I watched it. By I thought myself. she was asleep a couple yeah. of times. It does. And I it over it, it like, has okay, that pace asleep. where it can be it can be boring if if you're not completely invested in those characters and in in this in this like like reality that this person's living in, where she's a van life driving around. It's like beautiful scenery. You know, she's walking around a campsite. Those things are not exactly you're not chomping at the bit for the next scene to happen. You know what I mean? Which is why you're you're worried about it being boring. But yeah. if, if you are invested in this movie, if you feel like inclined to like really like be into it, which I was, you know, like it is it's a great it's a great movie. It's rewarding throughout, but right. there's not like like I said, that was one of my my notes is like if you are not someone who is into movie watching like we are, if you are someone who is like used to watching Marvel uh, fucking films picture, or moving picture staring at <laughs> just people that are into like, oh, I go like, oh, Tom Cruise is in a movie. That's the movie I go see. Sure. Right, oh, right, like, right. Which, no discredit to that kind yeah, of movie. No, also, also, let's also realize that uh, this person that we're talking about, like, oh, this is not like a Marvel thing. She's directing the next Marvel movie, Eternals. Yes. So she actually is going to be directing a Marvel so, yeah, movie. Brent, this this director, she's done three Teeny tiny. It's funny. It's funny that you said that. Indie movies. <laughs> that was my Her next thing next out of my mouth. Movie is Eternals. <laughs> a multi-million. Yes. Hundred, two hundred million dollar movie. Friends, make Thanks the cocktail. Love you. Good night. <laughs>